Welcome. You are listening to the Smoky Acres podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and today I'm here with my little sister, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm really good. I had a really good day today. It's kind of weird calling you my little sister because you're not so little anymore. Well, you've been taller than me for forever. Since I was 10, probably. Yeah. And now you're 18, so you're not... Fresh off the boat. Yeah. (laughs) 18 for like five days now, right? Mm -hmm. So weird to have my littlest sister be 18. It's weird to be the little sister and be 18. Yeah. Um, and quarantine has kind of thrown some plans off, but you would be graduating high school. Well, I mean, you're still graduating high yes. school, but you would be having your graduation within the next couple of weeks here, right? Mm-hmm. June 6th, I would have had my ceremony at St. Scholastica. But... Just to clarify, you don't go to St. Scholastica in no, high school. No, <laughs> I'm in high school. Yeah, Harbor City. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your high school? I know a lot of people probably aren't familiar with Harbor City. Um, Harbor City is a very small school. We have about 200 kids, um, 9 through 12. Um, and because we're so small, we're a very tight-knit community. We just all really care about each other and have a very accepting environment. And... Um, we have a lot of cool opportunities at Harbor City that you wouldn't get at like a normal public high school, um, like symposiums. Um, and so just, what is symposium? Uh, so at the end of each semester, there's like a week long period where you just you take a class for an entire week, all day. Okay, we did a similar thing at SES. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I did sailing. Um, oh right. I did dancing with children. <laughs> what? Where did you find the children? Um, we went to like middle schools and elementary schools. And you just like danced with them? We danced with them. Like formal dancing, like ballroom? Like folk dancing. Okay. Just like a bunch like, of you and some children. Sally go around the sun. Those that kind of stuff. <laughs> that is a bizarre <laughs> class. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, but it got you your service learning credit. So you need two of them in order to graduate, so okay. that was one of my service learning credits. And what was your other? Um, I don't remember what I did for Winter Symposium. Hmm. Well, I know we had to do, the, we had to teach, like, kindergartners or first graders at SES for that kind of credit, mm-hmm. and Laura and I brought them out in the woods, and if you, like, I think it's mustard powder or something. If you sprinkle it on the ground and, like, pour water, worms will come out. Okay. And so we, like, dug up worms with a bunch of kindergarteners, and I can't remember what else we did, but it was a weird time. Yeah, I... There are other ways you can earn your service learning credit. You don't have to always work with children. Like, um, one year I did community service extravaganza, where we went and picked up trash and things like that. So that counted, um... And I did yearbook. I've done yearbook the, my past two winter symposiums. Okay. Yeah, you're involved in quite a few clubs. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about them? Uh, so there's Student Forum, which is basically uh, just a student council where we organize assemblies and organize all the, the fun little things at Harbor City. There's yearbook, which is... Yearbook, you mostly just work on during symposium. Okay. Um, versus like year round, we don't have a specific club for it. It's just kind of at your leisure. 
Is Rotary a school club? Yeah, it, it's kind of a club. You need to be invited. Okay. You need, so it's for the elites. <laughs> it's for the elites, yeah. It's you, exclusive. You need to be invited to be a Rotarian um, by Miss Parr. And if she invites you to be a Rotarian, then uh, you have, fill out an application and you kind of just get to choose which club you want to be a part of. Because there's Rotary 25 and then Harbortown Rotary. Which one were you in? I was in Rotary 25. What's the difference? Um, times of day, oh, <laughs> basically. Okay. Um, I mean, different Rotary clubs do different missions and things like that, but um, they're all essentially the same. And then were you, weren't you in, oh, I'm not going to remember the, like, acronym for it but you were in some other sort of organization like the student oh PAVSA oh yeah uh, program to aid victims of sexual assault I did that throughout my junior year um that that's not through the school though um I applied for that outside of the school and I got an interview and then I got accepted and the youth advisory board for PAVSA um our main thing is scheduling the Brave Art event that happens every January um, at ACO downtown, the Dr. Robert Paulus Cultural Center. We do a bunch of artwork and performances there to just raise awareness for victims. Very cool. I mean, you're way more involved than I ever was in high <laughs> school. I mean, you were. I also did theater, but you did theater in a different way where you were just like a stage manager. Well, I don't want to say just a stage manager. You were a stage manager, so you did a lot of work. But. Yeah, stage managing was probably one of the most rewarding things I did just throughout high school. I love stage managing. I only did it for, well, two and a half shows. Yeah, because you're supposed to be doing another one. Yeah, you? I was supposed to be doing this, the one that was... We would have had opening week um, at the beginning of this month, but that yeah. didn't happen. But yeah, I, I stage managed for Radium Girls. I did a little bit of stage managing for Tuck Everlasting, but I ended up running the lights for that show. And then for Girl in the White Pinafore, our fall show this year, I stage managed as well. And Harbor City puts on some good productions. They're very small productions. We have a super small theater. Um, and you guys utilize the space really well. Mm-hmm. So we have um, a designer that comes in for like the big shows. His name is Jeff Brown. And he helps us design. And he puts together these super intricate sets. And then students in the theater tech class. And then... Mr. LePage, one of our teachers, and anybody else who volunteers, we build the whole entire set ourselves. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. When I was in theater, I just showed up to rehearsals and <laughs> learned what I had to do, and then someone dressed me, and I just had to yeah, do we, my part. We do all the theater tech, which is a class I was a part of. We do all the costumes. We do all the props. We do all the set designing. Yeah, it's really... The HCIS shows are truly student-run, other mm -hmm. than our director, Emily Parr, who we would not have a theater program without her, so. And that, uh, oh, Emily Parr, like Charlie Parr, mm -hmm. the Charlie Parr's musician. What? Yeah. That's cool, too, because he did the music for one of the shows, didn't he? Um, so, actually, our last show, it was a lot of music either done by Ms. Parr and Charlie Parr or um, 
two other teachers that also helped out from Harbor City. And so that was all music that, um, well, Harbor City people made. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm -hmm. It was good music, too. I Mm -hmm. mean, Kyle and I go to Charlie Parker concerts and stuff all the time so Mm -hmm. I mean not so much now but (laughs) we did and he did some sort of live show I think through one of Duluth Cider something Mm -hmm. like that too yeah yeah, Charlie Parr has come into Harbor City and helped out with um our intro to guitar intro to guitar class oh okay and yeah so he's I mean, he's. I've seen him around Harbor City. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of like a local celebrity, like mm-hmm. in your school. <laughs> so now that Harbor City is wrapping up, you, we were talking about your future plans, but you dedicated yourself to St. Kate's mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities. Is it in St. Paul or Minneapolis? It's um, in St. Paul. Okay. So you dedicated yourself there, and... Do you want to just talk about a little bit, like, what your plan is? What do you want to major or minor in? What the future plan is? Uh, so, I mean, depending on... I plan to live on campus this fall, but that's okay. all that's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, just, like, if you can even be there. Yeah, but so my plan is to live on campus for at least the first year or two. Um, I'm majoring in psychology and pre-med, and then I'm minoring in women's studies, so it's pretty... Plate. Yeah, heavy load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I plan to just kind of do my four years there and see where it takes me. I don't have any super specific plans. Well, I mean, you can't really plan that far out anyway. Yeah, so. I'd like someday to become a psychiatrist, but there's going to be lots of schools and lots of money in between then. Yeah. So I just kind of have to see where it takes me. But yeah, I'm really excited to attend. St. Kate's this fall. It's my dream school. I was shocked that I even got in, so. Well, I wasn't shocked. (laughs) I kind of expected it. That's so cool. I mean, we were talking about it earlier that I couldn't even imagine trying to take on the task of pre-med or being a psychiatrist and wanting to go to school for that long just because there was no no subject matter or career or anything Mm -hmm. like that that stuck out to me that I was like, I'm going to really dive into this. So I think it's amazing that, like, at your age, you have this idea of where you kind of want to go and you've known for a while that psychiatry is kind of where your like heart is yeah definitely the healthcare field um and I wanted to work with people who have struggled with mental health issues and but I was also really fascinated by medicine as well and so I I wanted to incorporate that both of those things into my career it's kind of um the hill I want to die on (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to put it well you know like you know, I want to dedicate my life to helping, you know, people that have gone through traumatic things and need, like, the mental health mm-hmm. um, mental health help for it. Um, and a lot of time that's through medicine. Do you think that's just because of the way that you've grown up and things that have happened in our life? And definitely. The way like, you've dealt with it and we've dealt with it and everything? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I feel a lot more compassion for people that have struggled with mental health issues. Um, and so I'm already good at helping out my friends that struggle. And so doing it as a career seemed like easy, seemed Mm -hmm. like it'd be easy for me. 
And I also think that like medicine is really important because a lot of people aren't diagnosed correctly and there is also such a shortage a shortage of psychiatrists like everywhere. Well, I don't know if you saw the NPR article about our uncle Jeff. Yeah. But he was he has been a psychiatrist up in International Falls for a really long time and he recently retired a few years ago. And so yeah, and now there is, and he was, like, the only psychiatrist within, like, a hundred mile radius or mm-hmm. something crazy like yeah. that, and now there's no one, and just, like, the family practice doctor. Yeah, and so they have to have people either go go to International Falls to talk or do virtual visits. Like, even here in Duluth, um, I had to talk to a psychiatrist down in Rochester because I couldn't even meet anybody up here in a decent amount of time, like... And so it's it's everywhere. It's not just like in those small towns. You see, like even these big towns, like there's a shortage for them everywhere. It's mm-hmm. and well, like, like a- even Duluth, where we have two major hospitals, mm-hmm. you would think that you would be able to come across the psychiatrist a little bit easier. Yeah. I think just access to mental health is such a huge thing, and I feel like people are talking about it more, and it's good to be talking mm-hmm. about it, and it just gives me a little bit of hope that maybe I'll that it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, the problem is no one wants to go through the 12 years of schooling it takes. No one wants to spend that much time on their career. Just, you know, people just want to jump into it. They want to mm-hmm. start their lives. But as I was telling you earlier, you know, I can either be 32 with a doctorate or I can be 32 with no doctorates. <laughs> yeah. And I would much rather have my doctorates and have this career that I truly want versus being 32 and not having done any of the things I wanted to. But I'm still 32 either way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so weird for you to say, too. I mean, I can't even... 32 seems so far away from me, and it really isn't at all. And it was just like... That's almost twice my age. Comes fast. Mm -hmm. You'll be... 24, right? Yeah, I'll be 24 this year. I had to think about it for a minute. I wasn't quite sure. (laughs) So, well, kind of speaking about me growing up and the things that I've been doing around here, is it weird for you? I mean, as a little sister, as your siblings get older, is it weird? Definitely. Like, when I I say, like, oh, yeah, my sister, she lives out in Duluth, and she has her little hobby farm and her fiancé, and, like... (laughs) It is weird because, I mean, I still can remember when you were very different (laughs) than that. Like, just seeing you as a high school senior, like, Mm -hmm. your life was so different um, from it is now. And even my life as a high school senior, too. It definitely is weird because, I mean, you're at this stage in your life that I can only imagine. myself right now you know like it's not a reality for me at all and so seeing both of my sisters both of you guys like growing up and starting your lives is really crazy to me because I'm just getting to that point of where I'm like I gotta start doing stuff now yeah (laughs) and you guys have been doing stuff and I've just been like but now now I'm here with you and we're we're all adults now it is kind of weird too I mean if you would have asked me when I was a high school senior where I I would be in six years, this is not where I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. I was a very, like you said, a very different person. I was still me, but I was just like doing different things and acting a different way. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, so I was very different then, and I didn't really even have an idea of where I wanted my future to go. Mm-hmm. And even, like, four years ago, if you asked me, or when I first started dating Kyle, if you asked me where I thought we would be, I never thought that we would be buying a house already or that we'd be I'm, doing any of this. I mean, coming to Duluth when I lived in D.C. and I was coming here to visit you, mm-hmm. and you went on your first date with Kyle... Like, and you, it was just, like, this random, like, meeting him at a dog park or whatnot, yeah. and it was, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think anybody thought anything of it, because it was just this really, you know, Charlie's going on a date, like, whatever. Right. And, but it ended up being the rest of your life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I could have definitely seen you going down, like, the path of, What's the word? Oh, like being like an environmentalist? Yeah, being like an environmentalist and being really conscious of the waste and that you're producing and um, what you're using as well. I definitely could see that for you, just like going to, um, well, School of Environmental Studies. Right. Um, and I knew that like you cared about that. And so I could see that, but I did not well, picture you-, you as this like animal person, like... I think it is different because we didn't grow up with animals, really. Mm-mm. And Kyle grew up with tons of different animals. Yeah. And so not growing up with animals, it is difficult to picture a future with animals, I think. Just because yeah. I didn't really have any real idea about how to take care of them or the kind of situations that they needed. Like a mm-hmm. dog or a cat, you're like, okay, this is just like a little companion. But like chickens and goats and all It's of a that whole is- different right. type of work. But I don't know if you remember, like, when I was in high school, I always was saying, like, I just want, like, a little cabin kind of tucked away in the mountains where I can have just a bunch of animals and lots of crops that can be completely self-sustainable and just kind of, like, it was just kind of, like, this weird, like, fever dream of mine that I, like, thought could never happen. And Kyle and I have, like, slowly been building and, like, Mm -hmm. that is, like, our goal. No, like, you're definitely well on your way, like, just seeing how you guys have, in your bathroom, like, lowered it down to very little waste in your mm-hmm. bathroom like that that's impressive in itself like I know living in the five person household I do that that wouldn't even be an option yeah. <laughs> to do anything like that and so the fact that you guys are able to just start somewhere and then you slowly keep building like just seeing how your house has um evolutionized since you bought it like yeah, it's, I mean, it's a completely different color now. It's a completely <laughs> different house. Like, it before, it was just kind of like, yes, that's a, that white house that we're passing. But now yeah. it's like, it has like this beautiful wood on the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful color. And like, it looks like, like a home that you guys made. It doesn't mm-hmm. just look like a random house you're passing anymore. Well, thank you. It means a lot when people say stuff like that because, I mean, you know how hard Kyle and I work oh, at yeah. the things that we do. <laughs> like, even today, you're like, you guys just always do this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, basically. <laughs> Kyle's, like, building his road. <laughs> oh, your Instagram stories every single day. It's like, foraging this, building this knife, and doing this leather thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> I sit in my room all day. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin to start half of those things. I think it does help having a partner that wants to do all those things with mm-hmm. me because I think if I were single, I would be doing some stuff, but definitely not all the kinds of stuff that we're doing now. 
So it just helps having someone that like pushes me a little bit, but mm-hmm. also like our interests align in yeah. a certain way. And even with different interests, we're able to like get involved with each other's interests mm-hmm. or go off and do our own thing. Like he was building a road to drive the truck into our woods for some reason. And we were working on the garden, so. Yeah, well, I just, um, I, I remember, like, you starting to get into, like, leather making, even. Mm-hmm. Like, things that I would have never thought, like, oh, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie would really like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then all of a sudden, you're, like, into all this cool stuff, and you're good at it, too. Like, you know what cool you're things. doing. Yeah, I mean. I'm definitely an amateur, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mr. Handyman over there can do everything um yeah i'm trying to think of what it was but something the other day or a couple weeks ago who knows what how long ago it was i've been in quarantine for forever (laughs) but he did something i'm like well it's good to know you're not good at everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean even like he's musically talented right and like artistically talented yeah it's ridiculous like it just (laughs) Like, can you, can you just not be talented at one thing? I mean, you have many talents, though, too. You just keep them, um, you're not as vocal about them, because you're very artistic. I You kind of keep it, like, under wraps, like, tucked away in your bedroom, and you don't let anyone know. Like, when Dad, I went home, was like, oh, yeah, look at this drawing that Ryan sent me, or whatever. I was like, she can draw? <laughs> and, like, I think you sent me it, and Kyle saw it, and he's like, What? <laughs> Since when can she draw? So I think you're just like, you don't broadcast anything that you do. And I mean, you have, you made that dollhouse, which was mm-hmm. like really cool. And you're really talented with makeup, which obviously I am not. <laughs> so. I mean, like, I guess like when I have a talent, I never broadcast it just because I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to be as good as all these other people I see. So if I can just like build it up by myself and then when it looks really good then I can just show it to everybody yes (laughs) I kind of similarly with this podcast I didn't was like afraid to approach a lot of these topics because I'm no expert like and at some point I'm going to do one about the garden most of the things that I'm doing with the garden, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I'm just, like, trying things. And so then just to, like, be trying things where there's so many other people who are way better at it that know way more about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting on this podcast and I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's just, like, it, it is intimidating. Yeah. Because you know there are people out there that are better at it. But then I had to remind myself, well, I am young, and I'm only going to get better at it. And maybe there's other people where I do know maybe a little bit more, or I am a little bit better at something, and maybe they can learn from it, or at the very least find it interesting what I'm doing. Yeah. And maybe in return, I'll get to learn some things, because someone will be like, hey, I heard you say this did you ever consider this? And I probably haven't. And maybe I'll be able to learn something in return. Yeah. That is one benefit about sharing things out loud or sharing things with just like friends and family, like your talents is like, sometimes you can get some input Mm -hmm. and it does take a lot of courage to share things, but there is also like, you have to be, get to a point where you're almost like comfortable with not being the best at something. Well, 
you know, before quarantine started, I was working on um, art, my artwork for social change mm-hmm. um, for my art class. So, you know, basically you had to find um, a social justice issue that you're passionate about and turn it into whatever artwork you really yeah. wanted. Um, and I mean, mine was um, trans women of color who are being like violently killed and drawing attention to that issue. Um but I mean, just like showing like the beginning of my artwork to like you or Kyle, like I was like, both of these people are very good artists. Like I've seen them draw, they're very good at drawing. And now I'm showing them just like this mediocre pencil drawing. Well, and, and when it's... you're first starting a yeah. project, it looks worse than it ever is going to When it's look. like, I knew like this art project was really important to me. And so it was like, I, like I need it to look good. I need mm-hmm. it to not look stupid <laughs> because if it looks stupid, it's just going to be insulting. And so I like, yeah, I mean, I, I messaged you and I mm-hmm. wanted to know Kyle's opinion too. Um, just because it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But then it kind of, you guys were like, eh, you know what you're doing. You're fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think too, a lot of it is like instinct. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the thing when you were saying about your garden, like, oh, I don't know anything I'm doing, but it's like, you do though. Like you have a system that you're going by. Like I saw you out there, you're. you you have a system that you're doing you you know i mean i think there's just like some sort of like obsessive compulsiveness (laughs) that i have definitely maybe like goes well with gardening i mean (laughs) if it was me out there i would just put things in spots and i would just leave it and my garden would probably fail so like i would i didn't even think to like google anything and the fact that you're like yeah i've been like researching and i'm like I would, I would have never thought to do that. I would have just put things in the ground and waited. I mean, I just know that pe- I'm not the first one to do it, so there has to be information out there. Yeah. And if I can do it better, why not? Yeah, and also, who knows, like, you might find your own little personal things that work for you. And, and I think this year I'm already, like, steps ahead of where I was last year. A hundred percent. I mean... You have an entire other garden yeah. <laughs> that you're working on. And like it's huge. It's huge. I've like doubled the amount of plants that I had last year, basically. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you plan on managing <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Um, I'm I'm down the road to help. <laughs> right. Well, I really appreciate you coming out and helping me with getting things in the ground because we're supposed to get some rain this weekend, and mm. so. We have some really warm temps, like, starting this week, and it's about to be Memorial Weekend, and so it's kind of the perfect time to get plants in the ground. We're going to get some rain this weekend, so I just wanted to get it done today and tomorrow, so Mm -hmm. I don't think it would have been possible if I didn't have an extra hand in the garden, so. Well, I'm happy to help. I love gardening. I think it's very relaxing, even though I don't know what I'm doing, and you have to instruct me the whole time, but but I like it. I enjoy it. you'll learn, too. Mm -hmm. It's fun, too, being able to, like show someone else things and I hope maybe someday you'll have a garden and you'll be like oh that one time Charlie said that peas grow really well next to corn or something like that watch it be like the one thing you said that didn't work (laughs) that's what I'm gonna remember (laughs) yeah so I appreciate your help and you're welcome to come by anytime and weed the garden. I love weeding the gardens. Well, there, that's your new job. It's very soothing. You said you're looking for a summer job, right? Yeah, do you have money to pay me? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> but I'll cook you a meal. But I got a college tuition to pay. Yeah, I suppose you can't. <laughs> can't really pay your college tuition with like a cooked meal and a jar of pickled things. No, I don't. I don't think Saint Kate's would. <laughs> My sister gave me all these jars of canned green pickled green beans. Um... So, in exchange for that fifty-eight thousand dollars, would this? Would this be okay? Would this cover that? <laughs> it also have an abundance of maple syrup. Yeah. But anytime. Anytime. For real. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? We should bring bartering back. I think 100%. I mean, I don't know anybody that has $58,000 right now. So. That's an insane amount. I mean. For college tuition. Tuition. Like. Oh my gosh. Hold up. Look at this dog out there. <laughs> Like a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny looking dog. It has like really long hair, but you can tell that it's like really skinny. It has like a long a face. Piece of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what were we saying? Oh, $58,000. Well, tuition is ridiculous. Tuition, like if you go, if you Google, oh, how much is St. Kate's tuition? It's like $40,000. But then you get your FAFSA back in the mail, and it's like, oh, well, here are fees and books and transportation Mm -hmm. and just, like, the cost of living. So then that's an also extra $18,000 that they failed Mm -hmm. to mention. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, it's already just an expensive school in general because it's a private school. Um, But for me and what I want to do with my life, it, it feels just like the right choice. And they're very adamant on empowering woman okay so you better start filling out some grants and scholarships well you got that one scholarship i did yeah i got the dean scholarship for twenty four thousand a year so that's a big help but um does leave a lot left so well and it's not like we have well because i didn't and i'm assuming you don't either much help from like our parents and whatnot yeah we don't have like a college fund and it also doesn't help your case for, like, the FAFSA either. Exactly, yeah, like, having only dad as my... Well, that was one thing that was really annoying to me, too, was, like, even though I just went to a community college, I was still paying for it all myself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I had to include a parent's income on my FAFSA, I'm like, what does their income matter? I'm living on my own. Yeah. Or I'm, like, living with family, so not on my own, but, like, I'm living outside of my, like childhood home yeah and trying to take care of myself i'm paying all my own bills and their income really shouldn't matter because it's not like contributing anything to this school fund yeah exactly like living with our aunt Mm -hmm. like that makes it difficult because i live in a beautiful house and i have a great family that's really supportive and we do well financially but my aunt is not going to be helping me pay for college and and she has her own she has her own she has a son who's the same age as me and another kid that she's going to have to send to college someday. And so it's really, it's not her responsibility to do so. Um, but, you know, then I have to put my dad's uh, income down, but he lives hours away and mm-hmm. I don't really talk to him all that much. And so I have to put down his income and then I'm getting little money for it, even though I really am kind of by myself and doing my own thing and he's not really contributing, but I still have to put him down because he claims me as a dependent. Yeah. So. It is just a bizarre system, I think. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we also have 
an abundance of privilege compared mm-hmm. to a lot of people. So yeah. I can't even imagine if we feel left out by this system, how many other people are also left out by the system. Yeah. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't make really any sense either because I'm sure there are people that, I mean, I'm struggling to go to a very expensive school, which I think most people would, but there are people that are even struggling to pay for their community colleges or right. just UMD. Like, mm-hmm. And so there's there's just not enough money out there for everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's just a big gap. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're getting good over there. See, she's such a good little podcast dog, isn't she? Is. She? she just curls up on this bed and sleeps the whole entire time. This is like her third appearance. Very quiet appearance in my episode, so. Yeah, I think I think she'll have to continue to be the podcast dog. <laughs> she don't care. No. <laughs> we also have great rooster noises all the time yeah. when I'm recording. Which I'm sure you get at your house, too. You guys have tons of animals. Yeah, the loudest animals, I mean, other than the dogs who bark at the wind... <laughs> The ducks are really loud right outside my window. And Toledo, my little kitty, loves to sit and watch the ducks and the chickens and meow at them until she can go outside and take a look for herself. <laughs> so you guys have three ducks? Three ducks, yeah. And How many chickens? I think over a dozen. Yeah, I couldn't count them there. No. And then I, I was just there picking you up. And then you have two bearded dragons. Used to have hedgehogs, no longer have hedgehogs. Yeah, rest in peace, Carmella. And then you have three dogs. Three and dogs. And your cat. My cat, who, yeah, she lives in my room because everyone is allergic to her. Um, yeah, I was really surprised that you were able to get a cat considering, like, everyone's extreme allergies in that I mean, family. I didn't even ask for the cat. Like, Amber <laughs> was just like, you, you, do you want one? <laughs> I was planning on getting you one. <laughs> I'm so, Okay. That's very sweet of her. Yeah. And just like, Toledo is so cute, and you've definitely become like just a little mother to her. It's yeah. It's cute to see. I mean, she's a great emotional support animal, and I mean, having something to take care of and that you're responsible for, like, it's rewarding and it's work, but like, again, that work is rewarding. And it's, I mean, when you love something, it's really easy to just be there for it. So. Mm-hmm. Do you have a plan for her when you go to college? Um, so I am training her to be like half outside cat, half inside. Um, so if I go off to college and I can't take her, I'm hoping um, to get her registered um, through ESA. And so she can be an emotional support animal. Because she is. Yeah, because she is. She is. I mean, that was the whole purpose of getting her. Um, and then maybe... Um, having an apartment on campus and being able to have her in there. Um, It'll be the cool kid on campus. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if that's not a possibility, then she'll probably stay here in Duluth and she'll be an outside cat. And Amber and we'll help take care of her. But but she is my kitty and so I hope that someday I'll be able to get her back if I do have to leave her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to work something out, though. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... That would be ideal, because I love her so much. I, like, I I don't know how I functioned without her before. Well, and 
Um, you might be able to find a different household, temporary household for mm-hmm. two where she could be more indoors. Mm-hmm. I know that's what Katie did when they, I can't remember where they were living, but they couldn't have her cat there. Mm-hmm. And so one, I think it was Alex's aunt or something like that, took care of the cat for them until they were in their own place and could get the cat back. So mm-hmm. you can always look into something like that too. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. And it would be nice to have her close as well. Like, Lanny's down in the city, so mm-hmm. she might be able to, like, hang on to the cat for you or something, mm-hmm. but it won't be able to be outdoors, Yeah, considering where she lives, but... I mean, I'm fine with her being an indoor or outdoor cat, but it would be nice if I could have her somewhere that's close and also mm-hmm. indoors, because, like, she is my cuddle bug. I need her to yeah. <laughs> snuggle with me at night, not be outside. Well, and I would say that she could stay here, but Juniper is not Juni- really a fan. So. Yeah. Juniper did not like Toledo at all. No. Well, I mean, Juniper's a brat. Yeah. So. Juniper doesn't like anybody. <laughs> yeah. She's very picky about when she's going to show affection and doesn't like it threatened by another cute little kitty. <laughs> Toledo just wants to play and cuddle all the time. What is one of the weirdest things that you think I do when Kyle and I are like, we're trying to become more homesteaders, like this homesteading lifestyle. What is one of the weirdest things that you think we do or things that you can't even imagine, like why we would want to do it? Can you think of anything? Um, is there anything that's just like so bizarre to you that we even like <laughs> took it on or why are we doing the quails oh the quail the quails like when i heard you got quails i was like for what what? (laughs) what what are you what are you using quails for you already have chicken eggs yeah so it's not like you need them for eggs well, you know, Kyle just, like, really likes birds, mm-hmm. and he had a couple quail growing up, but there were different types of quail, and he saw this person posted about them, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, quail eggs are really cute and small, and you can eat them, and, like, we got two males as well, so, like, maybe we can breed them, and then we can use them for eggs, and then we can maybe cycle them out and also use them for meat, because you can eat quail. Mm-hmm. Well, and that just has not worked out that well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it's been a lot more trouble than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were killing each other, and they stopped laying eggs. Yeah. So, it's been kind of struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it has not... I mean, that's one thing, though, about, like, taking on different animals or, like, trying new things with homesteading. Not all of it goes well. Mm-hmm. We have some success, and then other things go very wrong. Yeah. So... The quails haven't been our best venture. Well, even just like, you know, when Kyle was looking out on the land and he found those, um, those clotheslines. Yeah. Or whatever, like, and he was trying to move them. Just like, what are you going to do with them? We're going to put them in the ground. We're moving them up here and we're going to, because they're really nice clotheslines. Oh, you're going to use them for yourself Yeah, then. we're, we're going to, re- I mean, they're just laying out in our woods yeah. and they already have like the concrete footing and it's a big... They're really nice, sturdy clotheslines, and they already have, like, the clothes item between them, too. Mm-hmm. So, he was trying to move them up here so we can put them in the ground. <laughs> How did that work? And, well, we didn't have the four-wheeler, and now the four-wheeler's up and running. Okay. So, it's going to go a lot better, but he was trying to carry them back in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, because when, when I came out and I saw there was one of the clotheslines still mm-hmm. half in the wheelbar- wheelbarrow, yeah. tipped over... <laughs> 
They're very heavy. Yeah, I mean, I saw you trying to move it. Yeah. But we have the four-wheeler now. So now we can bring them back and we'll put them up and okay. we'll be able to utilize them as a clothesline. Because right now my clothesline is just like a cord I put between two trees. And you mm-hmm. can't leave that there long-term because it will kill the trees. So I mean, it's just like not good for them. So we'll get repurpose them. There's no use for them late now in the woods. So You know, and I think Lanny thinks a lot more of the stuff you guys do here is weird and doesn't make sense. But I mean, as much as I think that like some of you some of the things you guys do may be over the top or much more than I would ever do. It makes sense. Like, you know, when you there's go... There's logic behind there's it. There's logic behind <laughs> it. Like, when you're going and you're clearing, you know, you have acres and acres of land. Like, that's a lot of... Um, that's a lot to clean up. But you guys, you want to be able to utilize that land. And so you've cleaned up and you pick up the garbage out there. And mm-hmm. um, you fix it up into, like, areas that you can use. And, I mean... I just when I see you guys doing all that, I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm really lazy. <laughs> like, oh my god, like I do nothing all day. Like, I couldn't even I wouldn't even know where to start to be able to. Well, I think a difference is too is like because you're not in your own place. There's mm-hmm. like a certain sense of pride that comes with owning your own place, where you want to do that because you want it to look the best. Yeah. And so I think that'll change when you get your own place. So like have this like want to do things like Lanny has mm-hmm. started doing things like in her own space to try to make it her own yeah. and like repurposing that dresser and everything too because these are now her things she can really make it her own yeah something to be proud of so that'll change mm-hmm. or even what about all those fiddleheads do you plan on eating every single one of those fiddleheads yeah <laughs> so yeah, many of them yeah so we're not only like we'll saute them and eat mm-hmm. them but we are actually going to pickle some of them. Mm-hmm. So, because we got the uh, swamp marigolds, so we're going to pickle the swamp marigolds and pickle fiddleheads and everything too, and then they'll have shelf life. Yeah, I mean, see, I mean, you guys think of all these, I mean, that's not, that's really not that weird, but it's just like you think of all these different things to do. Like, I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't even, if I see a fiddlehead, I, one, I probably wouldn't even know what it was. <laughs> And two, I would never be like, I'm going to pick that and I'm going to pickle it. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any things that you've, like, seen me do or things that we've done together that you think that you want to do in your future? Like, whether it's, like, making bread or making pasta or gardening or animals or... Um, Definitely the gardening. I really enjoyed doing that today and I find gardening super relaxing. Um, Even even if it's hard work sometimes. Like, gardening, I think, is super rewarding. And there's lots of ways to do small gardens, too. Mm-hmm. Like, small container gardens or little tiny backro- yeah. backyard gro- gardens, too. So Yeah, I wouldn't want something as big as you have, but definitely, like, a nice little, like, vegetable um, or, or herb garden would be mm-hmm. ideal. Um, and the animals, too. Like, I mean, I don't know... I do want to live in the city for some part of my life, but if I were to ever, like, get my own house and have an area like you guys do, like, goats would definitely be on that list. I love goat cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I love goats in general. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if I ever had the money to, like, do all the stuff you guys do with the animals, I would love that. I love coming here and talking to the goats and playing with the chickens. (laughs) Like, it's, I mean, it's one of the highlights of coming here. Yeah. Yeah. Of 
Well, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about or any questions, comments, concerns? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what has been the most rewarding thing for you throughout quarantine? So during quarantine, it's just been nice having time. Mm-hmm. I think the most rewarding thing is, like I said earlier, the amount of work that we have been able to do and all the things that we've been able to accomplish during quarantine would have taken us multiple summers while having Mm full-time jobs. So I think that has been super rewarding. It's just like this sense of accomplishment and I think it's been really great for Kyle and I's relationship too. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, when you're with someone 24-7, you really have to learn how to communicate and learn how to like, okay, Today we're going to work on different projects, and today we're going to work on something together, and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, learning how to do that, and... Yeah. I don't know, that's... This is, like, what I love to do. If mm-hmm. I could do this full time... I mean, what you guys have done here is super impressive. Like, I mean, I could never imagine or have any... Or have half of the ideas you guys have come up with. Just keep the compliments coming. <laughs> keep them coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, it's... It is. It's super impressive. Like you, when you go to someone's house, you do not, you do not see all this, a lot. Like most of the time, like you, it's unique and it's, it's very you guys. You've made it into your own little this Charlie and Kyle space. <laughs> uh, it's called the Smoky Acres. Yeah. Yes. My bad. My bad. Yes. <laughs> the Smoky Acres. <laughs> well, thank you for not only coming and helping me garden today, but also recording with me i'll be back anytime you want perfect well thanks for listening and i will see you next time bye-bye